You're listening to Simperitz Radio, episode number 179, and today we're talking about body positivity. Actually, we're talking about how can we revitalize the body positivity movement and create what it was intended to be. Yes, this is slightly controversial, so you're going to want to stay tuned to hear all about it. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schirm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Schirm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. I'm so glad you're here because today we're talking about a deep subject. And honestly, this was not the intended podcast for today's show. However, it just evolved into this. What I really intended was to teach you the mindset of raising healthy eaters. Like how do we work with our children to grow up to be healthy, wholesome adults who don't have the fear of food or the fear of their body image and really just live content with who they are in health. I was going there and what I realized is that this message that I wanted to share is something that we all need to hear. And I really believe, like I mentioned in episode number 177, that the greatest thing that we can give our kids and the greatest measure of change in our children is what we're doing, the example that we're setting. And so as I was writing this and the mindset behind it, I just went back to this body love, body positivity movement. Because I think in one breath, it's so amazing, and yet in another, it kind of makes me squeamish. Like, there's something off about it. So today, I'm going to propose a pivot for you, for the children that you're raising, and for your children's children, and for generations to come. Because while I believe we're close, and I believe that there is some positivity to being positive about your body, I think that there is a missing component, and I really believe that's what changes the game. So I hope that this is life-changing for you. I really do. I know that's a big thing to state, but I think that this is a missing component to health in general. So bear with me, stay with me on this, and know that this is for your children just as much or more as it is for you. But before we get to today's show, I just want to remind you that you can find more information about the show over in the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 179. I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about this change and what I'm hoping for in a future of young girls and young men who will grow up not to be obsessed with image, but more about what they bring to the table. So head on over there to get my heart spilled out in words. You're going to hear it in the verbal form here, the written form over there, which is slightly different. So head on over there to get more details. Also, while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list where I share all the nitty gritty about my life, what I'm actually going through, how my health journey is going myself, other tips, tricks, and hacks. It's so good. And I just hope that you'll join me over there as I impart some more words of wisdom and ask for your help to be a part of this community of like-minded people. So make sure you head to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 179. Next week on the show, I'm just going to give you a little spoiler alert. We're heading into a new series for the fall, and it's the Enneagram. So it's how can you eat or how can you live healthy based on your Enneagram number? And this is going to take your personality and create a plan that maybe is more suitable for you. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. If you have no idea what the Enneagram is, don't worry. We have an intro to it next week that's coming out, so stay tuned for that, and then we'll just be breaking down each Enneagram number from there on out. But before we go there, I just want to tell you that the Nourish Planner 
is launching. Yes, the 2020 version is here and it's about ready to launch out into the world. If you don't know what the Nourish Planner is, it's a simple day planner that takes into account your entire life from meal planning to appointments, exercise regimen, gratitude lists, and just ample white space for you to plan the way that you need to plan. Really, it takes all of my ideas and puts them into practice of saying the only way that you can be healthy, the only way that you can live your best life is doing you and what works for you. So we hope that over at the Nourish Planner with my co-founder, Heidi, who runs Foodie Crush, so you should go follow her as well. But what we hope is that this planner can meet you right where you are and you can make it your own with just simple prompts that we give you that you can help transform your life. Plus, the monthly challenges are pretty awesome, and this year's theme is a force to be reckoned with. We really want to help you step into who you are and walk on the journey of personal, spiritual, health-related growth that will catapult you into a future that you love. So if you want to learn more about the 2020 Planner, head on over to nourishplanner.com. That's nourished, N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D planner.com to check it out. The new planner as well as the inserts are going to be launching really soon over on that website and sign up for the email list or just mine where you can learn more about the Nourish Planner when it launches and be the first to grab yours for the new year. Okay, but for now, let's get back to today's podcast talking about body positivity movement and the pivot that I hope that we can all start to make when it comes to this. Like I said earlier, I love the body positivity movement and what it's done to put a positive image on people of all sizes, shapes, races, different cultures, everything, right? It's it's put a normalcy to stretch marks and cellulite, things that most people and especially women suffer with. So while I do love that aspect of it, I also believe that there's something missing and the body positivity, body love movement. In some ways, I feel like it's just another standard that we have to meet, another bar that's been set, that we automatically have to feel good about the way that we look, even if we don't like it. Like it's become another Band-Aid masking our insecurities that are still in there. So while in one breath, I absolutely love it and think that the message is something that we need to hear, but in another, I question, have we missed the mark? Is this just another Band-Aid masking the insecurities that so many people face? And can we fully love ourselves without dealing with the root of why we haven't in the past? Because what I'm starting to see is that just because we see images of half-naked bodies on Instagram and social media and YouTube that are quote-unquote more curvy and untouched, that we should automatically love ourselves more because of that. Like this whole world of fat being bad can't just go away with a few blog posts and images that we've seen over the last few years. That has been ingrained in us and we have to get to the root of what do we really believe about health and our bodies. And so today, I wanna help you do that. I wanna create this pivot, so to say, or this revival when it comes to the body love or body positivity movement. Because as long as we are focused on the image or the appearance of who we are, I think we miss the scope of what health is by a long shot. And I believe that we will never be satisfied there. Because our appearance, 
we'll never satisfy, right? There's always a new season. We're always aging, right? Like there's always new things that we have to quote unquote accept about our body. So how do we really come to a place of what is body love look like for me? And what was the purpose of that? So we're going to dig into that today. Like I said, this can be slightly controversial. So bear with me. I'm going to kind of walk on eggshells while also being very bold and stating my opinion. And honestly, it's taken a while to come to this. Like for the last few years, I have been rolling this around in my mind that I love this idea of body love and body positivity. I definitely think it's needed. But is it causing controversy? Like there was something I didn't like about it and I couldn't quite pinpoint what that is. And so today I'm gonna kind of share those opinions, but I would love to know yours as well. So bear with me on this. Again, the basic idea of body positivity is not bad. And I wanna make that clear, that people should not be mistreated because of their weight. And we should never feel pressured to get our bodies to fit some model ideal of thinness. That's clearly not possible or remotely healthy for most people. Like we should all learn to respect ourselves and love ourselves even if we don't like it. But that's not easy and it's quite complicated. Because what I'm finding is that yes, we can love ourselves, but that doesn't mean we always like what we see in the mirror. And even though there are thousands of Instagrammers and influencers and even models touting cellulite curves and rules, it doesn't address the root. And this is empowering. I know that. And I think it's fantastic. But I don't think that we can fully step into confidence without addressing the root of why we are the way we are and why we haven't loved our bodies to this day. The problem with today's version of body positivity is that it refuses to acknowledge that no one approach is right for every person. And it also fails to remind us that while you can and you should certainly love yourself where you are, that doesn't mean that you don't also want to change. And I think that's really, really important because I think that there's a big message out there that you should love yourself the way you are and shame on you if you want to change because that's not body positivity and that's not body love. Now, I don't believe that body love and dieting go hand in hand, but what I do believe is that we can desire to change and love ourselves right where we are. And maybe that alone is the key to lasting change. Because if we go back to the beginning and we say that health is not a destination, it's not some miraculous place that we're going to arrive at, and it's definitely not a number on the scale. Health is a lifelong journey that we have to be willing to take. The ebbs and flows through the different changing of seasons. And ultimately, this just comes back to the awareness. That's why I fully believe that we don't have to like what we see in the mirror, but it doesn't mean that we can't love ourselves. We can't treat our bodies with the respect that they deserve. But I think the the key to doing this is that we have to get away from the fact that body love cannot be fully stemmed from an appearance. And that's what we've done. We've made this idea of body positivity and body love just another stigma of what we look like. It stayed at the surface, on the shell of who we are, without tapping into what we really bring to the table. And I think for all the young girls, for your kids and their kids and generations to come, that we have to stop the fascination of the body and we have to dig into, okay, what am I purposed here for and what do I bring to the table? Because if we really go back and dig into this, you know, like I I don't think that we can judge a person's appearance and rate it on a scale of beauty. 
I know that this is the human standard and the way that we do things. And this causes so much pain and so much confusion and overwhelm. And ultimately, it leads to a trillion dollar health industry (laughs) giving you every claim to help you look better than you are. But if we go back, and if you're a believer, then I want to challenge you with this. Because I believe that we were put here in the image of God. This is what it says in his word. That we are image bearers of him. And that we were all counted as good. I don't think that anyone was put here by God in an unbeautiful manner. Like you are beautiful because you are the image of God. Regardless of what the world standard of beauty is, that is much different than the standard that God has set. And that's to say that all creation is beautiful because it's made in his image. And so who is it to say that there is a standard of beauty? And and who is it to say that in reaching that, that will bring satisfaction? Because I think if we get to the heart of it, It's to say that we're all different shapes, sizes, and races, but that doesn't mean that we're not beautiful in our own. And maybe why we feel unbeautiful is because we're missing the purpose of life, and that is to live with purpose, not for your appearance. We're missing beauty because we're focused on the human standard of beauty rather than what God purposed you for. Now, again, this podcast wasn't intended to be another spiritual podcast, but they just keep happening that way. And yet I feel like I'm doing a disservice by not bringing it up because I think that's a big part of this. Like so many people are looking for the satisfaction of an appearance that if I get to this weight or if I can fit into those jeans or if I can lose this weight, then I'll be loved. Then I'll be accepted. Then I'll feel confident. Then I can live my purpose. But we can't wait. This is who you are. And I think that if we change that notion and we start living in our purpose, with our purpose, that ultimately health and love will all follow. Like you'll develop a confidence in that. I'm going to talk about this shortly, but I I really needed to bring that up in the beginning to say that the appearance-based body movements that we've created are getting us nowhere but more confused. So we have to step outside of that and say that, yes, you can love yourself no matter how you look, but that also doesn't mean that you can't change. And the only way that I think that we can really create that purpose to change is to live with more purpose, to stop putting so much emphasis on what we look like. Essentially, like I always say, to stop living for health and just make it who you are. Just live with it. That's the idea for health. That's what health was intended to be. That's what our bodies were intended for, to be tools to live your purpose, not the means to the end. It's a tool. It's how you get there. And I think that we need to use that tool or to treat that tool, your body, in love and health. So if we could teach the next generation one thing, I believe that it's not to just love and accept their body where they are, not to just be, quote unquote, healthy at any size. But it's to say that you have a purpose, that you were put on this earth for something so much more. To have them focus more on what they bring to the table than how big their thigh gap is. Because the focus on our body image is not going to get us anywhere in life and it's definitely not going to bring the satisfaction. But living with bigger purpose brings everything else that we're looking for. 
It brings beauty. It brings health. It brings love and confidence and respect. It all comes together. So again, I'm just going to keep going back to the point that we can't live for health, but we have to live in health. So the question is, how do we do this? So let's go back to the body positivity movement now that I went on another rant. It's what I've gotten really good at. But I just want to go back and say, okay, why was it created or where did it start? How did this revival begin? Because I think that it came from a good place. We just have to amplify that. Like I said, just make a little pivot with it to really use this for good in our life. So the body positivity movement as we know it today is the convergence of a few different movements. One was the fat acceptance movement, which was pioneered in the 1960s. And this was to try and overcome the discrimination that overweight people were feeling in the workplace, in social situations, relationships. There was this discrimination that was happening and it was preventing overweight people from being treated fairly. Yeah, I'm all about this because I really believe that the size of your body does not determine what you bring to the table. It does not determine who you are as a person. And so I really think that this was a great movement. So in the 1960s, about 500 people met in New York Central Park to protest against anti-fat bias. And the movement has come in in waves to prevent fat shaming in a way that impacts careers, relationships, and other lifestyle alterations that overweight individuals feel. It was a big movement. It pioneered the way to what we now know as body love. And that came in a lot of different waves. Like I said, that there was the commercial self-esteem movement, like think the Dove campaign. And now finally the body love movement where so many Instagram influencers and social media influencers have really jumped on board. And the big mission now states that you can be healthy at any weight. Like I said, I love the movement for the aspect that I don't feel that we should discriminate against someone's appearance ever. On the other hand, it's tricky and controversial and confusing to state that you can be healthy at any weight because the question is, can you really? I mean, if we dig into the science on this and we go back to obesity, there's going to be big differences. Like, let's just take basic science, for instance, and say that there are books coming out all the time, right? I just picked up a book that said that the best way, the only way to change your health and your weight is to go on an anti-fat vegan diet, and it's backed up with full scientific proof. On another hand, There's another book telling you that fat's not the problem and that a high-fat, low-carb diet is actually the answer. And guess what? That, too, is backed up with full scientific proof. So the problem is is that we have confusing research on all sides. One side saying that there's full proof to say that you're vegan. Another side that says there's full proof that you should be a paleolithic eater, right? So what do we do with this? Like, what do we do? There's even more science that states that obesity is the number one factor associated with health complications like diabetes and hypertension and infertility. There's also correlation that the top five of the six leading causes of death could be tied to weight in some way. So can we actually say that weight doesn't matter? I mean, I would even throw the argument in that just because obesity and diabetes rates have risen in tandem, it doesn't prove that they're connected. I mean, you could also draw that connection between the availability of organic foods and diabetes, but that doesn't mean because more organic food is available, more people have diabetes. 
No, it's just a correlation. So while there are a lot of links to this, what I really believe is that a person's behavior is more predictive of disease than their size. And this is important to note because if we answer the question, can you be healthy at any weight? The answer is, it depends. While we can't standardize weight, we can't say that every female needs to be within this range in order to be healthy and every male within this range, like we like to do, especially we see this in kids, we get the little ranges that our kids need to be between. I think that's false information and it's untrue because there are some people who can carry extra weight and still live a very healthy life where other people carry just the same amount of weight and they have all kinds of disease on the planet. So is weight the problem or is it the unhealthy behavior behind the weight that's the problem? And I'm going to just go with that, that it's not so much what weight you're at, but it's the behavior that you do daily that's going to be predicative of disease or not or of your health or not. So yes, you can be at a heavier weight and still be healthy. You might not like it, but that doesn't mean you're not healthy. On the other hand, you could be at a heavier weight and be extremely unhealthy. Just like we could see with low weight individuals. Some people just don't have a lot of body mass. That doesn't mean that they're unhealthy. While other people can carry an extremely low amount of body mass and be so unhealthy, right? There's multiple ends of the spectrum, and we just have to be careful not to side with one or the other because neither is a good indicator of health. The best indicator is our behavior. So I think we have to throw that tagline out the window that states that you can be healthy at any weight because it's untrue on both spectrums. I want you to know the big idea behind this is that what weight you're healthy at is individual. So basically what that's saying is, is that There's a specific healthy weight for you personally, and you just have to know and live self-aware to that. You could be at an unhealthy weight for your body size, and that means that, yes, you can desire to change, and that can be good. It's okay to want to lose weight, but where self-love comes into this is asking, can we lose weight in a way that's respectable and loving to our bodies? To support health, whatever size, shape, or type that looks like, without shaming it. That's body positivity. So the first point I want to know in this is that one, remember, weight doesn't determine who you are as a person. Of course, you could argue this too because our weight can change our confidence, which can change how we output ourselves in relationships and other things. But ultimately, under the surface, you have a purpose in life. You have skills and gifts and the world needs that. I think weight can mask those or mimic those and then slapping on this band-aid approach to just love yourself, which is highly unrealistic for most of us, is just, again, trying to ease the burden that's still there. We have to get to the root of this and we have to go back to who are you and what were you purposed on this earth for? And I think that the more we live true to that purpose, the more easily health will just become a part of that that you'll want that and desire that and go back to this place of loving and respecting yourself enough to create the necessary change to get you to a place where you can live fully who you are. So ask yourself, am I fully living to myself or am I not feeling well? Which brings me to point number two. We need to focus less on how we look and more on how we feel. This is just an awareness component because some of us can look in the mirror and not necessarily love what we see. I mean, I'm honest. I don't love the C-section scar that I have, which created 
stretch marks and the cellulite and the pouch that sits on top of that. Now, all these things, I don't necessarily like that. But you know what? I feel good. And because I feel good, I'm more confident. And the more confident I am, the more healthy behaviors that I do in my daily life because it makes me feel good and I want to feel good over look good. And what's awesome about this is if we choose feeling good over looking good, often we'll start to look good because we just have focused on feeling good. If we switch that the other way and we just focus on our appearance, we can run our body into a train wreck and feel really, really terrible. I mean, I get emails all the time like, I tried the keto diet and I lost all this weight, but it wrecked me. The same goes for me. I was doing everything right and I was being everything for everyone and it wrecked me. And I think that what we miss in the diet world is that we can't lose weight to get healthy like so many people think. That's the equation the diet industry has told you. You have to lose weight in order to get healthy. But it's actually the opposite is true. If you focus on getting healthy, often you'll lose weight. You have to get healthy in order to lose weight. So point number two is start to focus on how you feel rather than how you look. Point number three is, again, we were created in his image. I want you to stop and just think about that for a minute. For everything you tell yourself that is wrong with you, for everything that you don't like about yourself, you were created in his image. Just stop and think about that. Does it change the way that you think about yourself? Does it change the negative things that you tell yourself? Because I hope it does. We were all created in beauty, for purpose. And there is not one person here on this earth that we can say is any more beautiful than another because we all have beauty inside of us and outside of us. So we need to start owning that and loving that. Again, I kind of talked about that at the beginning, but I just want you to keep focusing on that. Just keep reminding yourself, I was created in his image. And that means I was created in beauty and wonder, and I can start living in that freedom. And number four, is that we need to start focusing on things outside of our body to find self-love. Again, I think it's really, really difficult to look at ourselves and love ourselves all the time, to like everything we see about ourselves. And I've interviewed a lot of people and I've asked a lot of people who I found in counseling and I get all shapes and sizes. And I will tell you that the people who appear to be quote unquote, perfectly beautiful in the human standards still don't like themselves always. And that's just our reality. Our minds and our views and our thoughts are tainted by the world. And if we just start taking our appearance out of the equation and we get more in tune with our purpose, I believe that the healthier we get. Like think about someone who is really living a purpose on life. Don't you feel like in their confidence, they're more beautiful and the more beauty that they possess, the better that they feel. And I'm sure, and the better that they feel, the the healthier that they are, right? So all of this to say that we can call it love, we can call it respect, but I want to ask the question, what would change if we took the focus off of our bodies and put it in what we bring to the table? Like I mentioned in the beginning, diet and body positivity are two opposite things. They do not go in hand. And this obsession of our bodies I don't believe is the way that we were designed. We were not put here to live for health. That is not our purpose. And most people put more time into their health than a full-time job and more money. I mean, the health industry is a multi-trillion dollar industry. 
People are constantly pumping money in to change the appearance of who they are. But remember, that's not our purpose here. And if we can just change our focus, if we can start appreciating you as you are, and that means being okay with wanting to lose weight or being okay with staying the way that you are, wherever that is, if you start appreciating you as you are and start taking focus on how you feel rather than how you look, things will start to change. Because your worth is not tied to your beauty. It's not. There's something so much more. We can use beauty and we can use health as a tool. And ultimately, it should just be a piece of who we are, but it's not what we're here for. So just take that into note. And remember that loving your body is something that many of us can do with works and intellect. But without the behavioral shifts, this focus is mostly useless and even potentially dangerous. I know I've said this a lot, but what if you focused on what you brought to the table more than what the scale read? Can you just focus on how amazing it feels to be flexible and strong, powerful and athletic versus how sexy we look at any weight? Like, can we highlight the emotion and physical strength that comes with good health? Can we focus less on the appearance and more on the well-being of who we are, more on the wholeness of our life, our strength? and joy in our personal happiness will not and should not be tied to our appearance. It must be tied to our comfort and our own skin, our health, and our relationships. And when this comes back to our kids and the next generation, I want for my girls to spend less time in front of the mirror and more times with friends and family, teachers and books. I want them to enjoy food as a part of their life and not something to revel in or to fear. I want the shape of their bodies to be the least of their worries because they are so fulfilled in other aspects of life that they don't even have to recognize or give thought to or energy into changing the way that they look. What if we would take the beauty talk off the table and focus on something about ourselves, about our kids and their kids, about our friends and their friends other than their bodies? What if we started giving focus to something so much bigger than how we look? Our appearance is just not worth it. We were all designed in his beauty. And we need to remember that. You might not like it, but it doesn't mean it's unhealthy and that you can't love and respect your body for who you are. So what is the action that we take after this? One, I think it's just to stop feasting on what we find wrong with ourselves. It's easy to go there. It's easy to look in the mirror and to criticize, but we just have to stop. And I don't think it's realistic to take away the mirrors in our house, but I think it is important to override those negative thoughts with positive, to maybe start a gratitude list about how amazing your body is and what you do like about it, to be reminded and change that negative cycle into a positive one. But like we learned in the Mindset series, you can't just think more positive and expect change. You have to act in a positive way. So the second step is, is rather than doing things out of fear or out of changing your appearance, whether it's working out to lose weight or losing weight to fit into new jeans, I think that yes, we can want change. It's okay to want to lose weight. It's okay to want to be healthier. But again, I think we need to go back to how we feel and less on how we look. So I think we need to start moving our bodies because it feels good and learning what movements do make my body feel good. I think we need to start eating to feel good, to nourish our body, to really go back to this mindset of filling ourselves rather than trying to fix ourselves. 
And there's a big difference there. And I'm going to talk more and more and more about this. This is a huge passion of mine. But what if we came alongside of our body and the biggest action that we could take is looking at your life and saying, where am I trying to fix problems? Am I just dieting to fix my weight problems? Am I just eating these rice cakes to fix my calorie consumption? Am I just working out to fix my weight problems? Am I just avoiding to try and fix whatever it is? There are a lot of things that we do in life to just fix problems. We're constantly putting out fires and it's exhausting. And I think that as long as we try to fix We'll never reach what we want to reach. We'll never feel the way that we want to do because it's almost like we're reminding ourselves that we're living in this deficit. And by fixing things, it only brings us back to the neutrality of it. Like we're always coming back to zero. But you know what you find in that zero? Like if you just try to lose weight to fix your appearance problems and you lose the weight and you hit your quote unquote goal weight, guess what happens? No one is satisfied there. It's not what they thought it was going to be. And why? Because it never did anything to fill you up. You see, where we notice change, where we actually start to feel good is when we start to focus on filling ourselves. So rather than doing things to just fix yourselves, even, you know, reading to to fix your social media problems or whatever it is, it sounds silly, but people do it, right? I want you to start to think about what areas in my life could I fill myself with? Could I read my Bible to fill myself with his word, not to fix my spirituality problem? Could I take a hot bath to fill myself up at the end of the day? Could I work out because it fills me up? It gives me energy and it makes me feel better. Could I eat these healthy foods to fill myself up in a nourishing way? Focus less on fixing it and focus more on filling yourself up. And the last point that I want to state is that I think we also have to start looking at other people, not in envy, not with eyes of change, because what happens when people say that they're going to lose weight, right? Everyone's on board. We're all like, yay, good job. You can do it. But what happens when they start to lose the weight and you think it's too much weight? Then it's like, oh, she's lost too much weight. Oh, she's getting too skinny, right? We start to go to the other extreme. Like, can we ever win this battle, right? So I want you to stop focusing so much on other people's appearances. Yes, I think it's great to look good and I love to follow style bloggers. I think that's fantastic. But not doing it out of envy or wishing that you could look like someone else and also not putting other people's bodies down. And I think this is a, an easy trap that we fall into that we don't necessarily want to admit. But how often do we look at other people, women do this more than men, and judge them for their appearance, right? Start looking at other people and think, everything positive about them. Say something positive about their appearance in your mind. You don't have to say it out loud, but I mean, who wouldn't love a compliment, right? And say something positive and really believe it. And I think that in giving to other people, giving compliments to other people, it helps you to be like, hey, like I feel better about myself too, right? So I think in all areas of life, we have to focus less on the appearance and more on how we feel, but in that also what we bring to the table. So be encouraged by that. I know it's a lot to take in, but again, my pivot with this, with body love and body positivity is not that we are healthy at any size, but my focus would be less on how you look and more on just feeling good, choosing to fix less things and instead choosing to fill yourself up because you love and you respect your body enough to bring 
the full potential of who you are and who you were created to be to the table. It's not about the thigh gap. It's not about the number on the scale. Girl, it's about what you have to offer and the world needs more of that. Okay, that's it for today's show. I could continue to rant on about this, but I'm gonna bring it to a close because I'm still processing these thoughts. Now, what you might have to do is you might have to start unfollowing some people who are very big into this body love movement. I've had to do that because there was something not right about it, right? Like masking insecurities that you can see. And instead, follow more people who just empower you to be your real self, your full self, and live for something more, encouraging you to be all that you were created to be. Also, you might have to start just writing out things and a gratitude list of things that you love about yourself and start to recognize and live in self-awareness of what problems you would really like to fix. And instead of fixing them, how can you just fill yourself up knowing full well that a side effect of filling yourself up is often a lot of really great healthy changes. Don't forget, you can learn more about today's show over in the show notes at simplerotswellness.com backslash 179. I'm going to be sharing something pretty personal over there, so head on over there to find out what that is. Also, don't forget to head to thenourishplanner.com, sign up for the email list to be sure to be the first to be notified when the 2020 planners release. There's a new cover, a few new fun things coming out, and you're going to want to be involved in that launch. So make sure you head to Nourished planner.com or just sign up for my email list because I'll be shooting some emails about it there as well. Thank you so much for sticking with me, for being involved in this and for choosing a new way, a new outlook in life, new positivity, and a new way to do health. Because of you, this show can continue. And one way it does that is by you sharing it with other people. So if you love today's show or any of Separate's radio podcasts, please take a screenshot, share it on social media, email it to your friends, and let them know why you love Separate's radio. Also, I would love your feedback as well. So if you want to send me a personal email, please do so and share ideas or feedback or questions that you might have that I can bring here to different episodes here on Separate's radio. So share this with your friends. I would love that. And if you have a minute, don't forget to leave a rating and review over on iTunes at simperitswellness.com backslash review. It literally means the world to me. You're seriously the best. I can't wait next week to bring you the Enneagram series. I mean, how to eat for your Enneagram. It's going to be fantastic. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, head to simperitswellness.com backslash 179 to get all the show notes. And I will see you back here next week.